Paul, what's cooking on 5G? What's cooking on 5G? Well, I don't know about what's cooking on 5G, but <laughs> I was on Twitter. Yeah. I am on Twitter, but I was yeah. on Twitter the other yeah. day mm-hmm. looking at the Twitter feed for John Leisure uh, from T-Mobile. And, uh, and he is doing uh, Slow Cooker Sundays promoting his, uh, his cookbook. Yeah. Uh, for uh, <laughs> Feed America. <laughs> Uh, which uh, mm. I'm, I'm really fascinated. I'm, I'm really interested to see what's in his cookbook. Yes, that will be fun. So we're doing some slow cooking today. So we're doing some slow cooking today. And possibly during the weekend as well. Yeah, and we'll see what's on the 5G menu for the rest of this podcast. Yeah. Hi, Janine. <laughs> uh, and hi, everyone listening. We are doing another episode, the episode 10 of our podcast, The Voice of 5G. And we're still here in Schiste in yes, Sweden. Outside Stockholm. Uh, at the moment, we are having some strange weather here in Sweden. and It's uh, a mix between warm and cold. So uh, if we come back to the... Uh, to the studio with broken ankles and hands that <laughs> that <laughs> that's why <laughs> if we sound a little bit hurt <laughs> that's uh, because we've we been touching? sliding around on the ice <laughs> you ran home yesterday how I was did. that well that was interesting it's like three inches of snow everywhere yeah uh, so and rain a, um yeah, it didn't quite get to rain but it was kind of turning to sleep by the time i got home so that was kind of uh, that was hard work <laughs> but you survived. And a bit chilly. <laughs> yes. Uh, although the nice thing was last last night it was about zero degrees because it was snowing. Yeah. And then it's kind of melted a bit. You know, it was put a little plus degrees during the night and uh, and down to minus four this morning. So when I ran in this morning. Oh, you did that too. I did that too. Um, wow. It was like sheet ice everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's when you need the studs in your shoes. Mm. And that's why also why we are staying inside talking 5G instead of being out there in the bad weather <laughs> at the moment. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about lots of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're going to go through, we're going to run through the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit about... Uh, talk about running. Talk run we're, through we're the news. We're going to run through the news, <laughs> yes. Uh, th- we're going to slow cook and then we're going to run and then we're going to... And then we could talk a little bit about antennas. Yes, we're going to talk we about got some cool questions. O and M. And then I thought we'd uh, we'd uh, do a quick run through on what's happening with five G smartphones. Yes, let's do that. Um, uh, but I guess we start off with uh, that O and M question from our dear friend Kevin. Uh, and who wants to hear more about five G operation and maintenance? Yeah, and that I I was like. Well, actually, he asked, he asked for 5G O&M. <laughs> yeah, and, 5G uh, O&M first, so I had to Google. Uh, uh, but then what operations... You could have asked me, but uh, you had to Google. <laughs> I had to Google, yeah. It was later at night. Go- uh, but O&M, first of all, O&M uh, operations and maintenance, of course. Is there any operations and maintenance of 5G already? Oh, almost certainly. If you mm-hmm. If you're... I mean, the first thing is to bring a network online. Yeah. You know, that, that, that needs a lot of things to happen in terms of the, you need to plan it. You know, you know, what equipment do I need to install? 
um, and uh, need, everything needs to be set up so that the, the different cells uh, that you know that you get coverage you don't have coverage holes or you, you know you know where where and how to set up the, the base stations and the different frequency bands and the you know what, what. so for instance and this will come to something else we're going mm -hmm. to talk about yeah um, if you have an antenna uh, an antenna gives you, you know, it squirts out uh, radio waves mm -hmm. in uh, in a certain pattern. Squirts out sounds so negative. <laughs> it yeah. It, yeah uh, you give it some you give it some voltage <laughs> and yeah. it pushes out radio waves. Yeah. and that and that has a certain pattern. Mm -hmm. Now uh, that and uh, that pattern it spreads out in three dimensions. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that that spreads out over the countryside or over the city. So Paul is now uh, showing waving my like hands around, waving yes. his hands around yeah. like like horizontally, like horizontally mm -hmm. or vertically. If I'm a drone, I want to have coverage. I need to send some signal upwards as well. Yeah, or if you live in a high rise, yeah, yeah. Building. But depending on where you put the antenna mm -hmm. and where you want to reach, and where you have other antennas and where they reach, then you can tilt the antenna upwards and downwards ah. and that affects how much uh, you know how, how how much coverage you get from the antenna and it may be that you want to sink the antenna a little bit so that it doesn't go as far so it doesn't interfere with an antenna from somewhere else or it may be that you don't you know you're out in the countryside and you want to get as big a coverage as possible because you don't have lots of people mm -hmm. so you know, all of that uh, optimization and stuff no, that 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 needs to be uh, needs to be handled as part as part of your network optimization. Yeah. Um, and then all of the equipment that you're you're bringing on stream, uh, operation maintenance covers things like, um, you know, if you if you've got a PC, you're familiar. There comes software updates. Mm -hmm. Now you have network equipment. There comes new software. You need mm -hmm. to um, manage the update of the equipment. Um, you monitor the quality of the signal and what's going on yeah. so that you can identify problems and, and fix those problems. Mm. Um, and that's where the intelligence comes in then. They were uh, mentioning AI previously, that that is uh, where, where you can see gaps in the coverage and get uh, alarms or automatically like... Yeah, I mean, artificial intelligence comes in in a, in a lot of places but mm -hmm. artificial intelligence is very good at, at uh, handling complicated information mm -hmm. so so being able to um, adapt to to things going on um, and it's also very good at taking over uh, routine tasks so things which a person can do but, but doesn't really want to spend their time doing mm -hmm. um, you can automate those tasks doesn't necessarily have to be artificial intelligence. It could be simple rules-based automation yeah. that allows you to do things quickly and easily uh, and reliably and improve quality. And then the people that work with uh, planning and maintaining the network, they get more time over to do the planning and maintaining the network and not do the boring stuff. Yeah, it's about uh, using uh, the resources where it's needed the most, same it as it is. a network. Yeah. But, but but to give an to give an yeah. example, one of the things that um, uh, a network needs to work out is is if I'm connected to a, a base station um, and I'm moving through the city, mm -hmm. then at some point I need to move my connection to another base station. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the handover. The handover. Mm -hmm. The 
correct. And uh, the, the base station needs to know where shall I where shall I hand it over? So it mm -hmm. needs to have an idea of where am I going to end up. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, if you were talking about a three G base station, which is running on one frequency band, that's yeah. fairly easy mm -hmm. because uh, you you know you've got a fairly short list of the base stations that are next door to you. But when I'm I remember, on. though, back in when we were uh, deploying 3G, that it was uh, a big thing, this handover. Uh, oh, it's, a, it's yeah. an important thing. Yeah, yeah, it was very, very important then. Yeah. So. Uh, and back then, of course, it, you, you manually made a, you know, created all of the lists of, of where things were going. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> optimizing the network performance, making sure you don't get gaps in performance, yeah. a lot of that is about making sure you get good handovers. Yes. Uh, but, but these days... We don't just have one frequency band. Mm -hmm. We have lots of frequency bands, mm -hmm. and you may be connected to one or more of those bands. Uh, and the some sites may only be transmitting on one band. So you might have a, yeah. a street macro site which is which is giving me massive MIMO transmission mm -hmm. in, a, in a in a in a high frequency band that gives me coverage. Mm -hmm. I could use that. Uh, but maybe if I'm moving at high speed, I don't want to be, to go over there because I won't be there very very long. I want to go to somewhere else further ahead. So that that becomes more and more complicated in ma managing your data session or your voice call to say where where do we go next? Mm -hmm. uh, and that's an area where artificial intelligence can come in because it it learns uh, it, it learns about what the you know the probabilities are if somebody's moving in this direction then they're probably oh. going to go that way and then we can optimize to see that they get the best connection first time around instead of needing to hop around ah, ah. so and the, it can probably see like oh at this time there is a lot of people moving in that direction i'm assuming that you're going to do the same yeah cool cool and, uh, and it, it can also get rid of so because there are funny things happen because radio signals can reflect from buildings and things so sometimes your handsets can see a signal which looks like a good signal, and if you were to put, if you were to jump to that, it's only a reflection of a signal that's that you, you shouldn't normally be seeing. Mm -hmm. So if you jump to that as a as a neighbour and for your next connection, then suddenly it disappears again. So you know it can it can know that ah oh, well that's not a good place to go. Mm, yeah. yeah. But uh, so that's so operation that's is maintenance. Yeah, <coughs> it's that's a big topic. Really interesting. Yeah, uh, and we want to talk more, more we'll, about uh, it. Obviously. We'll schedule that for yeah. a, for a later podcast, yeah. I think. But we also got other emails, and I just want to say thank you, everyone, for sending me emails and sending shout outs on social media. We are growing, and we are so proud of this podcast, uh, and, and and we are so proud of you who listen, who who could <laughs> who can stand our incoherent la ram ramblings. Uh, <laughs> And, and think that this is interesting for you as well. Uh, we are loving, we love this po podcast, so it's like a baby for us, right, Paul? <laughs> so it is. We, we do love the Growing shout outs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, we got another uh, question that we really need to do a deep dive into because this was so, um, so uh, such an interesting area that we're, we're hoping to get some. Uh, some really knowledgeable people on our next podcast about uh, this. And I'm sorry if I uh, mispronounce your name, but uh, uh, Golan is asking us to talk more about cell sites. Uh, 
uh, as uh, they are looking around and seeing antennas on the buildings and seeing what what goes into a cell site and what does these antennas uh, what can you what can you read out of the looks of the antennas and this is like an area just how do we how is the deployment of 5G going to happen? What is going to happen with the small cells? And what can you see out there? This is something that we're going to deep dive into. But Paul, you have some knowledge that you can just, uh, about just the the, the things you see on the rooftops. The things you see, yeah. I'm, I'm also one of these people that, you know, you sit, on the, train, you yeah. sit on the train, drive and it chugs through the countryside at, I remember at high speed. And you go, oh, look, yeah. there's, a, there's a one of those. Yeah, and I, I, I've started to do that myself because of you, because you were like, you were the first one who was like, did you see that 5G 5G, 5G antenna on the wall. Yes. On the wall. Did you see that? And like, well, I haven't even seen <laughs> any equipment anywhere. Well, you see them on the rooftop, but I didn't. I had not seen that, and that was a couple of years ago. Yeah. When we started so, testing. So very quickly then, because we were going to talk about yes. this more next week. But, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it comes back to a little bit of what we talked before about spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's you know, it's the same with your you know with your yeah, FM. You remember your FM radio? You pulled out the antenna. Yeah. So just to start off with, how how do you spot the antennas? How do you see what kind of antenna it is? And how do you what do you see? So please. So what do you see? Um, I mean, typically, if you I mean, you, you see them on the on the tops of buildings. Mm-hmm. You see uh, towers or masts. They're usually uh, grey boxes of uh, different sizes. Uh, you see towers or masts, and they have long right. rectangular boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and they're normally put up in threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get, th- you get and, and they cover, in, they point in three different directions then. Right, to cover the complete... To, co- to 20, cover uh, 360, 360 degrees. degrees. Yeah. Um, if you see them on a rooftop sometimes, then you find a building which has them on, the, on each corner, then, you, oh, yeah. then they point in different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, uh, the the older antennas, the ones we used with GSM, they're lower frequency bands, mm-hmm. so they tend to be bigger. Ah. So the uh, the size longer you the size are. that's right the size of the antenna is related to the wavelength of, of course of, of ah. uh, what we what we're trying to transmit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we go up in frequency band, the wavelength goes, gets shorter and shorter, so the antennas can be smaller. Yeah. Um, so that's the first thing. The big ones are lower frequency bands. Mm. And then what's, what we've been seeing in the last in the last couple of years, I, I, I think, as we moved from LTE towards advanced LTE, we start seeing higher frequency bands like 2.6 gigahertz or 2.2 gigahertz or something coming on stream. And, and that means adding... Uh, extra bands, so extra antennas, mm-hmm. um, and so in lots of places you see quite small, slim antennas, maybe uh, half a meter or six, you know, a little bit longer, mm-hmm. uh, added to sites. So you see a big, a big fat chunky site, and then a, a small antenna on the top. So that's that's where you've added a higher frequency band. Ah, okay. But you can't always tell from the where they've added. Uh, added frequency bands because you can see quite a lot of antennas which are actually multiple antennas in the same box mm-hmm. uh, so to to stop the clutter and, and make it a little bit 
less cluttered, they build an antenna which, which covers multiple bands. Uh, and if you really want to look close, then you can see at the bottom that there maybe there are lots of cables that go mm -hmm. into it. And that's, that's an indication that, that you've got multiple bands in, in there. So far, so good. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk 5G, or let's talk you know, 5G technologies. We talked before about massive MIMO. Uh, that tends to be higher frequency bands, 3.5 gigahertz and, uh, and uh, 28 and 39 gigahertz. So, so really quite high frequencies. And there you actually have lots of antennas because you need those to, to, to create a beam of radio waves you can steer. Uh, but because it's very high frequencies, the antennas are not so big. So you can get a lot of them in a small space. Right. So what you see there is more is a, is like a more of a, not, not quite a square, still rectangular, but, but more a more square format. Yeah. So much shorter. Not, not short, so short and wide. Thin. Yeah, um, wider, and, and yeah. normally quite flat. Uh, and those, you, you, I mean, those are quite new. So if you see one of those around, then that means you're in an area that's that, that's going to get uh, uh, very high throughput. Wow. Whether it's on LTE, you can use the same techniques in in LTE, uh, but at the very the the very small the very high performance comes when you get millimeter wave, mm -hmm. um, and that's just for five G. One thing that perhaps we can mention as well is uh, that uh, there is a an equipment called the Air Antenna Integrated Radio. That's uh, one of Ericsson's uh, products. That um, we actually have lots of. We those. have we have several of those. Yeah, yeah. I mean different what, different different uh, vendors and different players in the market call them slightly different things. Yeah. Air is the name that we use, uh, the but basically it's mm -hmm. a, it's an active. Uh, some some people talk about active antenna systems. Mm, yes, uh, and that's where you package both the antenna and the electronics to drive the that drives the antenna, so the radio part into the same box. Yeah, and they are quite massive. They're quite big. No, they to vary. They vary a lot. Okay. So 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 um, and, and and in principle, they're about the same size as the antenna would be. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, so, for instance, the first generation air products that we which we introduced, which we use for LTE, they're basically the same length and width as the antenna that they replace, mm. but they're a little bit thicker because you've got some, some radio electronics in there. Yeah. Um, but that concept of integrating radio and, and antennas, that's basically fundamental when we start going to, uh, to MIMO. Uh, so multiple uh, creating an antenna which you can use to, to to create beams which you can steer mm -hmm. you can do it where you have an antenna and a separate radio mm -hmm. and i think some of the people that were doing early systems we were doing that approach but our approach is is to integrate the electronics because that that uh, is much more efficient when it comes to delivering the signal to the antenna, because mm, you, you only ba basically you only need to send it as, as something of, uh, like the data that it needs to send, and then it works out everything about putting onto the radio. Mm -hmm. And things are getting smaller and smaller in the world of radio equipment as well. So before you had these huge boxes, radio base stations, uh, standing in a house somewhere close to the antenna, and yep. now they're moving into the antenna, or they they have moved. In, into the 
antenna space already a long time ago, I guess. But well, I mean, not entirely. I mm-hmm. mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of separate radios st- still around out there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're moving. Generally speaking, you know, it's good to have the radio close to the antenna, and that's because physics. If you have a a, a cable which is carrying um, a high frequency signal, uh, and this applies, you know, if you're talking about a cable carrying your your TV signal or or even an H- HDMI cable. Um, or a USB cable, you can't you can't keep making it longer. Uh, in, in the cable, the ca- the signal gets smaller and smaller and gets distorted. Um, so there's a maximum length that you could you can use. Um, and if you put a long cable between your radio and your antenna, then you lose signal. And and the the thing that you really want is to get as much signal out there as possible. Good. So we put the radios. Right up close. Mm-hmm. When we uh, to conclude our other <laughs> discussion, there, that you were talking about this, that you have a, sm- uh, a thin antenna on the side. Uh, Golan has also sent us a picture of okay. a rooftop here, uh, and that is exactly what you're talking about. So, of course, this is a podcast, and not a <laughs> I can't show. Not a video cast. No, I can't show uh, everyone listening the picture, but uh, it's uh, over rooftop. And uh, there's a big, long, fat antenna, <laughs> and there's a somewhat smaller antenna alongside it. Yeah, and on that's, the side. And that's typical. But that's why I say on a rooftop, often you see one on the corner because yeah. that's pointing in a particular direction. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you want to see a tower, they're usually set up in in sets of three. Yeah. So um, this one is with uh, that extra s- uh, spectrum. That yeah. will be covering some extra yeah. spectrum band. Yeah. And then, th- and and then you have to. I have to say, sometimes you have more than one operator using the same tower. Of course. And of then course. you'll see a lot of a lot of stuff. things. Yeah. Of course. Um, so hold that thought. Mm? Uh, one other thing you see on uh, masts and towers. Is another antenna, or maybe a little box, or a, yep. or a little round sphere, or something, mm-hmm. or maybe something that looks a bit like a satellite dish. Mm-hmm. That's your microwave antenna. Yes, of course. And that's the that's the antenna that's taking the signal back into the network. Ah, yes. So of your course. phone yes, your phone connects to mm. the to the base station, mm-hmm. and then it needs to resend that signal to connect to the internet. Right. Uh, and uh, so that type of it could be a little square box, it could be a little round globe, or it could be a satellite dish type of thing, and that's using a microwave link. So that's pointing a very narrow beam of, of signal to another one somewhere else. And uh, please listen to our episode about 5G transport. Yeah, 5G transport yeah. to learn more about those things. Which which episode was that, Paul? Oh, you're going to have to tell me that one, Janina. But while you're, while you're looking, can I can I talk about some news? Okay, go okay. ahead. Oh, whilst we're on mm-hmm. the subject of 5G transport, because mm-hmm. one of the one of the things that uh, interesting things that's happened since uh, since Christmas um, was the news that we'd um, we, we'd been doing some work with Deutsche Telekom, just with uh, microwave transmission, uh, where we'd shown uh, microwave links ca- carrying 40 gigabits per second. Over the microwave. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's a. If, if you remember the podcast that we did about 5G transport. Which was number five. Which was number five. 
then we're looking, you know, in a 5G network, we, we expect that, uh, you know, somewhere around 10 gigabits everywhere is the level that, you know, that, that we will be planning for to carry all the traffic. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but that just shows with 40 gigabits on a single microwave mm. link, you know, microwave's going to be able to continue to be an important technology for uh, backhaul. Yeah. And as I say, if you want to know more about backhaul, go check out the other podcast. Yes. Okay, so we talked a lot about antennas there, but uh, I think when we, next week we'll be able to talk more about site and, and how the different parts of the network work yeah. together. And possibly small cells as well. So fingers yeah. crossed, fingers crossed. Uh, and but going back to our uh, the last week's podcast as well, we need to do a little bit of uh, an update there. So it was really great to have Gregor on the podcast, and uh, I thought it was a really interesting area talking about talking about five uh, G subscriptions and what that. What, what are we going to pay for? Yeah, what are yeah. we going to pay for? Uh, but uh, of course, we didn't. We couldn't have. We didn't have time to go through all of the different setups. So, so there is still a, in in the report. Uh, there's things like family plans and uh, device uh, specific uh, subscriptions as well. So, and those areas, I don't think we went in through into very deeply uh, uh, at the time. We ran out of time, uh, basically. But read the report. If you want to know more about all sorts of subscription types that there are out there. Yeah. One of our favorite listeners, Henrik, asked us a question. Which yeah, one did so you want to take? He asked us a lot of questions. Oh, he <laughs> asked us a lot of questions. But, but, but <laughs> Henrik, was, I mean, he, he, was, he was interested in how are things going to change, basically. And, and a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, is 5G going to be mainly for consumers or is it going to be for business and what's the split there? Mm. And I think we'll see consumers will go over from from 4G to 5G. Um, I think that's, that's, that, that's, you can be fairly sure of that, if only because, um, you know, over time, the operators are going to build out their networks with 5G and they mm. will be selling new subscriptions as 5G. So as people renew their subscription, they're going to want you to take a 5G subscription. Mm. Uh, and the same is true. Uh, businesses are going to go over to, to using 5G for the same reason. Um, I mean, it's advantageous to them to get to get access to the to data traffic uh, and better services, uh, and we'll see, of course, more use of five G for um, Internet of Things applications. Yeah. So you know the the share of business, which is consumers, will go down slightly over time, with the expectation that maybe the total amount of business that that's been done or the total amount of traffic on mobile is is going up all the time. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking it w I mean we're getting more more uh, cellular devices that mm. is uh, cellular IoT devices out there and I guess one of the things that I would look forward to would be to have a subscription that means I can have a lot of different connections so I can like connect all my IoT devices but still have one subscription instead of having one subscription for this uh, thermometer here and one subscription for my car here and so on. So that would be another type of package. That, that's Yeah, that's going to be a very interesting area to, area to follow. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the questions that Henrik asked was about, uh, you know, at the moment maybe I pay for broadband at home yeah. and I pay for mobile yeah, when I'm not at different. home. Yeah. 
Uh, and uh, currently, you know, broadband subscriptions at home are maybe on a on a unlimited basis, but often my I have a data bucket for my mobile subscription. So yeah. how will how will that be mm. going forward? Yes. Of course, the ultimate answer is is it's up to up to your operator how they want to charge for it. Mm. Uh, but you know, we've seen that uh, what consumers are looking for is not necessarily to have. Um, an unlimited package they just mm. want a package that's big enough that they know they're not going to run out mm. and which is not quite the same thing mm. uh, and, in, and in the report um, uh, I think it looks at that a, a little bit and shows that uh, you know people with unlimited packages maybe aren't using as much as some people you know if you buy a package for 50 gigabytes a month um, those people are normally using a lot more data mm. They might not actually be using 50 gigabytes a month, but they want to be able to know they've got enough. Yeah. People with unlimited packages often are using less, uh, but they want that security that mm. says I can use it as much as I want. Yeah. Yeah. You were talking about this perception of unlimited. Perception uh, of that unlimited. That is, yeah. uh, I think it's it's very important because yeah. uh, I think uh, everyone is getting frustrated with top ups all the time. Yeah, top ups. It's. It's annoying, but... Yeah, uh, but that's, that's also where it comes into family plans. Yeah. You know, I know people here in the office when you talk to them and say, ah, oh, you know, my, my, my son was, you know, ran out of his bucket again mm. and had to top it up. Yeah, yeah uh, it happens so, all the time. So uh, family plans, are, you know, that's one way of allowing uh, people to share the capacity mm. between, you know, between people in the family. Mm. And then the kids can fight over who gets most gigabytes. Yes. Um, so that's that's good, mm-hmm. and then I think an interesting area is is the scope of operations. So, you know, we we see cable companies that currently do fixed broadband are interested in moving into into the mobile space, or maybe using fixed fixed wireless yes, to be able to address right. a broader mm-hmm. customer base. And, but if you can do fixed wireless, then you can also offer mobile subscriptions. Mm-hmm. And we see mobile operators that are interested to use fixed wireless access to address home needs as well yeah to connect households yeah if i've got and and even i mean at the moment my home broadband is through telia thank you mr telia (laughs) paul will it now accept all uh, giveaways from from telia (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and that's a package that includes my home broadband it includes my home telephone uh, and uh and and, uh, my tv package Uh, so that's that's triple play but you also see quad play where uh, where packaged with that is my mobile subscription mm. uh, and that's you know that's another way of you know, an, an all in one package price that says doesn't matter where you are mm. connect with us and you know what you're paying yeah very good more of those please more of those please yeah uh, at a reasonable price yeah and if you want to learn more about that we, we talked about it on last week's podcast which was number nine which was number nine and of course there is a report uh, that's all about the report which came out recently yeah and the report uh, we talked about was called mobile service packaging towards 5G so check out that report and last week's podcast and last week's podcast so what are we talking about this week Paul (laughs) we we are doing some news updates because there has been a lot of news again things are really revving up Things are uh, really revving up. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing I thought we should t- we'd talk about last last week we talked a little bit about c- 
CES. Or was that two weeks ago? No, that was last week. Last that week. Was last yeah, week. Just, we just mentioned time flies. It. Time yeah, flies. Time we, flies. We, we, yeah. And one of the interesting things there is was what's happening with five uh, G handsets. Mm-hmm. And we actually yes. talked about five G handsets we when did. we when we met uh, when we met Patrick and talked about the mobility. Report, yeah, what is coming? Uh, because yeah. the last mobility report, which which was back in November, mm. uh, we had a prediction in terms of how many handsets were going to come. Uh, and, you know, when the when the phones were going to come mm-hmm. in uh, in 2019 or 2019 or 2020, uh, and just in the news we've seen uh, Qualcomm who make devices for for 5G yeah. 5G handsets. And when you say devices, I'm thinking actual mobile devices. But uh, when you say devices, you mean chipsets. I mean chips. <laughs> chips. Chipsets. Chips. Chips with everything. Yeah. <laughs> so 5G chips. So, Paul, do, but, you, so do you say chips or do you say crisps nowadays? Uh, Living uh, in Sweden for a long time. <laughs> just, just when we come to integrated circuits, I call them chips. Okay, earlier then. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I don't think I've ever heard integrated circuits called crisps. So the guys at Qualcomm, they, uh, they, uh, they've now said that they're expecting to see 30 new 5G units on the market in 2019 and that's mostly smartphones but wow. that, but that will include some some uh, like uh, mobile routers that kind yeah. of stuff 30 wow so i don't know where the 30 are going to come from mm-hmm. uh, but that's a lot of devices and of course that's an important piece of the ecosystem without us without smartphones to offer people can't take subscriptions without subscriptions then building a 5g networks no good to anybody uh, so you know that's uh, that says that we're going to see a big acceleration now in the introduction of 5G because you can go out and buy a buy a smartphone. Yeah. Who's making the smartphones? Yeah, who's making the smartphones? Who's who's making the first smartphones? So, well that's a that's an interesting question, but let's have a quick roundup. Uh there's a company called Oppo. Uh-huh. They've promised to, to be the first to the market with a 5G smartphone Ooh. and they've they've shown a prototype, but I don't know when they're planning to bring out their smartphone uh, but we do know that Samsung um, yeah you talked about Samsung Sam- Samsung we talked about Samsung yeah uh, they've already uh, announced mm-hmm. they've already announced uh, that I think the Galaxy S10X is going to Galaxy be available it's going to be available in a 5G <laughs> variant and I heard now, s- now we want to giveaways from Samsung as yes, well. sorry sorry <laughs> and I heard but I haven't seen it written down anywhere but I, I heard on the grapevine that uh, that's going to be out at the end of March already. Fantastic. Uh, and uh, between now and March, mm-hmm. we have this thing called Mobile World Congress yeah. in Barcelona, where yeah. we're both going to be. Yeah. So maybe we get to get our sticky little fingers on a on the uh, on the brand new five G smartphone. <gasps> that would be amazing. And just so you know. Uh, uh, on uh, our, um, I think it's two weeks before Mobile World Congress, we will have the people who are organizing Mobile World Congress uh, at Ericsson. Well, the Ericsson people organizing the content for the Mobile World Congress. We will have them in the studio talking about Mobile World Congress. What is it? What are we showing? What's going to be... What's going to be hot. What's going to be hot year. and yep. not. <laughs> so hot and not. <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. That, that's going to be really fun. Mm? Yep. Okay, so the other th- the other thing I saw recently was uh, Xiaomi, the Chinese um, uh, smartphone vendor. They're also going to be showing mm-hmm. showing a five G handset in in Barcelona. Ooh! 
the other Chinese vendors like Huawei and um, ZTE, they've also got plans for 5G handsets. Uh, I think Huawei have promised one for June. Um, ZTE, it's the second half of 2019, they've yeah, said. Yeah, so it's getting more... Um, some of them are not... Uh, haven't set dates and then it's more general generic some, some uh, of them, yeah. but that's that's amazing and i hope that we can make a tour and and look for for some smartphones we can go uh, smartphone for yes spotting. yeah that would be really nice that would cool. if we have yeah. that time just to just to finish the roundup there then um motorola i think are promising a, a, a 5g handset mm. well, that's lenovo of course mm, um, yes, of course uh vivo i think they've said next year mm. And, of course, the one that everyone is waiting for, the iPhone, mm. will also probably come next year. I heard that that would be on the, the, the iPhone 12 will be the first 5G yeah, iPhone. Yeah, they've always been a little bit delayed in, in uh, getting the new Gs into their phones. Get their Gs. But, uh, and, and LG, I shouldn't, mm? shouldn't miss them. They've also promised one in the first half of 2019. So nice. we, even you know by, by midsummer big milestone in Sweden if nowhere else by midsummer then we can expect to see three maybe four uh, 5G smartphones on the market fantastic so talking about chipsets and Qualcomm first of all I want to ask you is Qualcomm the only ones doing the chipsets oh no no so no. there's a lot of different chipsets out there but are Qualcomm in the forefront or Qualcomm are one of the big chipset suppliers mm-hmm uh, Intel, but then there's a and then there's a range of, of other suppliers and some of the some of the handset manufacturers. I think maybe some of those also make chips that they use in their in their own devices. Mm-hmm. Cool. So so there's competition in that space, like like most spaces. Yeah, uh, good to know. And then there was some nice uh, uh, talking about Qualcomm. It was some interesting Qualcomm news last week. Qualcomm news. We did we did some testing with Qualcomm mm. um, uh, around 2.6 gigahertz band Ooh. spectrum again, mm. and then uh, 2.6. That is for which market? Well, 2.6 I think we can see used in a lot of markets. But, but the interesting thing with 2.6 is one of the bands, or one of the main bands, I think that they're talking about in China. Mm. Uh, mm. And uh, you know, a lot of the new, a lot of the focus in the first 5G. Networks has been in um, in the U.S. and mm-hmm. uh, in other markets like uh, uh, the Middle East and parts of parts of Europe, okay. Korea. Um, but uh, you know, the, it, on a global basis, of course, when when China starts uh, switching on 5G, that's when we're going to see a big push. That will create volumes for handsets, and that will be you know a big push in the market globally. So, so as a milestone, it's really interesting to see you know, that the, the 2.6 gigahertz band being lit up for 5G. Yeah, so, so an, another piece of news talking about Spectrum uh, is uh, the, the trials or demonstrations that we've done with, with T-Mobile mm-hmm. around 600 megahertz, ah. which is low band spectrum. That's low so band, low band, yeah. low band, that's really low. <laughs> so 600 megahertz is, is, is a band which is very good for giving coverage. So that will allow you to get a 5G signal over a very wide area. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I read the press release and said, oh, 
T-Mobile, 600 megahertz. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I found out that, that uh, what they actually did for this, uh, for th for this test... Mm -hmm. uh, some inside information some here. Inside. Well, mm -hmm. I, I, I saw it talked about on an internal forum and then went away and read the press release again. Uh -huh. And, yeah, it was actually... It was kind of in the press release, but mm -hmm. not, not, not so you noticed it the first time. What they actually did was... They set up a, like a video Skype call mm -hmm. um, using 5G. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. A three-way video Skype call, which is which if you've used Skype, it was kind of challenging. <laughs> let's let's get three people on a Skype call. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So so what they so what they did was they they set up a Skype call, a three-way Skype call, mm -hmm. but each of the people on the call or each of the terminals on the call was using a different frequency band. Oh. So although the news is about 600 megahertz. It was actually simultaneously using 600 megahertz, 28 gigahertz, and 39 gigahertz. So that's way down in the low band at 600 megahertz, and way up in the in the gigahertz uh, millimeter wave band mm. at 28 and 39 gigahertz. Wow! So that was that was a, that's a lot a more real, cool yeah, than it looked like when you than when you just read the oh 600 yeah. megahertz. Yeah, that is another spectrum band. Uh, again, that's been uh, confirmed. But uh, yeah, to to use. Three different ones in the same test. That's yeah, mm -hmm. and, and I think from a technical point of view, it'll be really interesting to see when we get f telephones uh, that can simultaneously connect to millimeter wave yeah. and all the way down at uh, you know, 600 megahertz. Yeah, so you get both the the range and the capacity. The range and the capacity. Yeah. And of course, we're using low bands and high bands together, as we talked about before, gives you gives you a lot a, a lot more throughput than if you just use one or the other. And, of course, uh, if you want to know more about uh, 5G Spectrum, we did cover that in our uh, third episode, uh, where we do a deep dive into 5G Spectrum. So, this was like a news, uh, a news brief and a little bit of information of what we have talked about previously and what we're going to talk about in the future. That's uh, the interesting thing, Janina. As as we move through the topics, yeah. then every time we talk about something, you know, it, it brings in things that we talked about previously. Yeah. Yeah. Makes it more interesting to continue this podcast as well. Mm -hmm. We bring hope. Up, yeah. Bring up new topics all the time. Yeah. So don't forget, send us your questions. On 5G podcast, in one word, uh, at ericsson.com. That's ericsson with C and two S's dot com. That's it for today. So, yeah, and uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening and see you next week.